Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for joining us. You are listening to Unbecoming of Age, a podcast hosted by two guys that have never met each other in real life. I am one of those guys. My name is Colin Flynn. I am in snowy Iowa, and my co-host, Mr. John M. Craig. Hey, Colin. What's up, man? A little bit of snow on the ground here, or just all at once. How it's much? A, we got about five inches. I think, oh, we, 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 we thought we were going to get more, but we just got a dusting this morning. Yeah. When I talked to you last, you were, well, there was a couple things going on. You were worried about where you were going to park the van because the- I was. Uh, the, that's right. Yeah, the snow was coming, and and then you were also you were uh, you were you were locked, literally locked in a closet. That, that's <laughs> that's fake news. I was so not locked. How does one get locked in a closet? That's the most I, ridiculous thing. No, that is the most ridiculous thing. You're making shit up. Not possible. Because why the fuck would there be a lock from inside the closet? That's crazy. Who I was? <laughs> that doesn't I, even I, make any sense. I couldn't believe I didn't have I didn't have audio rolling. I, there's no way I didn't. No. It. So so. On the uh, so I'm back in the closet, and uh, I'm uh, so so I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Greenpoint, Brooklyn, um, on Meeker Avenue, um, between North Henry and Russell, and it's parallel to the um, Brooklyn Queens Expressway Westbound. So my bedroom window, which is on the third floor, is about what did I say? About thirty, forty feet from the BQE. At times the building shakes or feels like it's shaking and it's loud and uh if you listen back if anyone listens back to episode 114 you could hear whoosh, cars and trucks like that that doppler effect of cars it sounded like by. you were sitting outside and you had a microphone up <laughs> and traffic was just right. you're trying like right. you were trying to record traffic noise right. so and and you know this is probably since i started my job on uh working as a van driver on this tv show this this that night that wednesday night a few a few nights ago was probably only the third or fourth time during the work week that I recorded once from Sta- once or twice from Staten Island, and then once here from Brooklyn, and it was uh, it, it's stressful for me because I have to wake up at like four o'clock in the morning, and uh, sure enough, the like and there's a cat. Did you hear that? There's a motorcycle, uh, and I'm in the closet. It's not as good as it was last time because I took some of the, like uh, the blankets and shit out of here to make room for some tables for the laptop and everything. So, so anyway, so um, I. During during the last episode, it got ridiculous. At about the twenty one minute mark, there's a car beeping. So I was like, "This is," I'm and I literally went into the closet. So I brought my um, my microphone, which has a very long USB cable, and I sat in a closet, and it was great. And it was probably the best sound I've ever had. It was like being in a studio, you know, and. Uh, and we ended the podcast, and I, you and I were still connected. You stopped recording, mm-hmm. and I literally was locked inside the closet. So there's, 
is there a locking obviously a locking mechanism of on, the, the, outside. on the outside right so, so somebody kind of put a door on backwards is one of those backwards. twist, twist right. type so things, i was i was going before we started recording tonight i was going to unscrew it and flip it around but i don't think there are pre-drilled holes on the you know on the inside of the door right so instead what i did was i had told my mom the story that i'm about to tell and she said well do you have any tape so the door is definitely unlocked. Yeah, I can I can turn the the handle, but I also put tape on the lot. You know, the on the striking the, stri- stri- on the striking thing. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. right. That's right. So, um, but so we started recording at about ten forty five p.m. my time, nine forty five your time on Wednesday. So it's about eleven forty five, eleven forty my time. We finished the episode, hour, five minutes, whatever, and you stopped recording. And I didn't even realize that you stopped recording. I think I continued talking after that because I didn't have a laptop, so I didn't see that it stopped recording. And I'm like, okay, cool. And I stood up to try to walk out of the closet. The entire time I was in the fucking closet recording, I felt cool and calm. There was no cat. There was no fucking noise. It was great. I freaked the fuck out. I was like claustrophobic. I started to have a panic attack. Now, I think you could hear me when I couldn't hear you. Oh, yeah. yeah you, you were I full, think you heard full blown, everything. Full, full like, blown. <laughs> flipping your shit. You're, no, so I've, I've never been claustrophobic in my life. The only time I have freaked the fuck out was when I had my stroke uh, in 2016. And, and I'm nobody, in the hospital. Nobody knew what you were. You know, nobody knew then because you were just laying there going, ah, drooling. I, I was truly right. So I've told the story before where I'm like, I didn't realize I had a stroke. I go into the hospital, blah, blah, blah. I'm there for five nights. And, you know, when you have a stroke, they, they give you an MRI. And the MRI, you know, they ask you the question, are you claustrophobic? I'm like, no, no. And then you get in the MRI machine and your head's in there and they want you to stay still. And you're like, it's just going to be like, like 15, 20 minutes. And then like 40 minutes later, it's just like you've got to stay still and you're just eh, eh, eh. Right in your head, yes, and you're like, "What uh, the?" F-? It's and I, and I, and I, and then there's a little button that you have, and it's sort of like, uh, you know, the way you used to change channels on a TV, where you have to manually change it, and you can attach this thing and just. Nobody would know this except for you and I. You know what I'm talking about? Where you can literally have a button that the clicker, the, thing. the clicker. There's a clicker, but it literally changes the dial of the channel from channel two to channel three to channel four, whatever. And it was like. Eh. And you're like, let me the fuck out of here. They're like, no, no, it's just going to be five more. No, get me the fuck out of here. It's going to be bad reading. Don't care. That was the only time I've been claustrophobic. And then last but, week. Then it was back immediately. It well, was there. I was, <laughs> because I'm in this closet. It's like six foot, six foot wide, three feet deep, about nine foot high. And everything was fine. And I'm like, now, could I have broken the door? Absolutely. I, I'd only been here for about maybe a week not even I'm like I don't want to break the fucking door you know I mean I'm right in the play it's kind of weird so I didn't know that my my roommate was home so so Kat 31 year old um, roommate who's renting her second room to me she wasn't home when we started now apparently she had gotten home but I didn't know that so I called her up and it, I was I was very tentative because we've maybe talked for about half an hour and 45 minutes, and that was the interview moving in. But she's a nanny, and I work 70 hours plus a week. So we're not interacting. We don't know one another. I call her up, and I said, 
you were you heard it um yeah hi cat um are, are you home now she's slurring her words she's a little drunk um what what's that i think i woke her up and she's like I'm like well um are you home yeah can can you come into my room? I locked myself <laughs> in the closet while recording my podcast. She doesn't even know I have a podcast, right? She knows nothing about me. So so she walks into my room. She opens the door. I've never been so happy and relieved in my life, right? Because I don't want to break the door. I don't want to call the fire department. I don't know what the fuck to do. And she walks in. Well, she's she's from Ireland. She looks very Irish. She came here when she was like two. She's got red hair, big full hair. She's wearing a black T-shirt and underwear. Now she's wearing these pink underwear. They're not like they're not um, granny panties, you know, and they're not a thong, right? And I barely noticed this. They're somewhere <laughs> in between. They're like like Lilith. Like basically, she looked like she could have been in a band on the third stage at Lilith Fair. You know what I mean? Like, that's what she looked like. So, in an all-girl band. So, and so she walks in, and I'm holding the Blue Yeti microphone, which is like a big phallic, old-school-looking microphone, and it's like, you've got my, I've got my laptop and the external <laughs> monitor laying on my fuck on the bed, and I'm just so relieved and happy. And she, again, she's a little drunk. So she, she looks at me, Again, she doesn't know me that well. She she smiles and she affectionately pats me on the head and she smiles and said, "You're an idiot." I heard that. I heard her say <laughs> you're an idiot. I heard she her said, say that. And and w- was my delivery did I get the delivery right cuz she said she just smiled and said, "You're an idiot." And then she just walked out of the room and went back to bed. I, she said it with uh with It, it was with almost a, affectionate. A, a smile, a snicker, uh, yeah. sort of like a "you idiot, yeah. you're an idiot, you're an idiot." <laughs> yeah, right. Idiot. But, like, which is totally cool if you know someone. Like, I, I kind of like her better now. That <laughs> she's, and it's kind of funny because it'd be like, "You're absolutely correct, John. Craig is an idiot. Dude, Not just for this. It's the show. You know, when we start this, it says do the opposite. Listen yeah. to what we say. <laughs> Don't lock yourself in a closet. It shouldn't be impossible. Who? Why? This yeah. was a mistake here. So, so anyways, I'm very amused by that nonsense. It was fun. And she, I did text her the next morning and apologize to her again. She said, no, it was funny. The thing is, is that I don't know if she remembers saying, you're an idiot. So I haven't had an opportunity to ask her. Now, the next night, or yeah. that was Wednesday, on Friday night, I get home. I didn't finish until like 1130 at night come home have a couple of beers i'm sitting on the couch she comes into the apartment with steve now i don't know who steve is but steve seems like he's like my age he's got the same big crazy hair but maybe it's a little bit more receding he's got or he has more forehead and the two of them were were a little drunk right they're a little surprised to see me and i'm just hanging out whatever having beer and i was thinking about walking out the door anyway now they both had to pee so he went first and she's like i'm gonna pee my pants whatever she's like my and uh and i guess i don't know how long they've known one another if they're dating if they're in a relationship but um at one point when they both came out of the bathroom 
they kind of awkwardly were trying to scramble. It seemed like they were trying to scramble and figure out what they were going to do. And I was asking about, I asked her about a bar. How's that bar around the corner? And she's like, oh, it's pretty good. So I'm like, I'm going to go there. She said, no, 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 this is your place. You just hang out. And then she's, she's into games. So she has like Monopoly and Scrabble and Jenga and a bunch of stuff. And in the living room, up against a wall, stacked. And the two of them, and he, they're drinking beer. They have beer with them, Six Point and IPA, right? I think that Steve opened the refrigerator and saw my beer and was, like, snickering and making fun of my beer. But So, fuck you, Steve. Um, I don't know, Steve. Um, so, Steve takes up Scrabble. And they kind of awkwardly leave. And they're like, no, 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 we're going. No, we're going to meet some friends and play Scrabble. This is 1 o'clock in the fucking morning. And they made a mess. They knocked over the chess pieces, the fucking stuff. So I have no idea. I haven't really gotten an opportunity to catch up with uh, with Kat and Steve. But uh, I'm very intrigued by Be like, just go into your fucking room and fuck. Or whatever the fuck you want to do. So, when, when, okay, when you're in the closet, you, 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 <laughs> don't, you, don't say that, please. Okay, you, you, the whole show you were recording, and I didn't yeah. hear any noise, and I'm not talking about Cat, uh, Katrina, Catherine, yeah, yeah. whatever the hell her name Kath. is. Kath. I think it's Catherine. Kat. Yeah. Anyway, She's not that Cat, but, but, but I heard uh, Catherine. Oh, Catherine. Anyway, um, by the way, uh, the description of her, she, she sounds wonderful. But uh, anyway... <laughs> Well, can we talk about that offline? I know that I just shared the fucking shit about Steve, but seriously, fuck Steve. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm thinking. Um, um, I, I heard very loudly after all of a sudden you rattled the door and you're like, oh my god, what's going on? And everything was like you were you were in your freakout thing. I heard a a pussy cat. I heard a a feline. An actual, yeah, yeah. So her name there is Cat, actual- and she has two cats. Yeah, that's right. Okay, because that, that was freaking me out. I thought, okay, what, what I thought, I thought, okay, because you and I don't really know each other. I thought, maybe this guy, maybe this John Michael Craig guy, <laughs> when, he, when he gets nervous and he really freaks out, he starts meowing. Because <laughs> it was so, it was like it was on cue. I was like, you're, you're like, you're rattled and yeah, you're flipping yeah. out. And all of a sudden I hear this so, meowing. And it's, and it's just really loud. It's like, they, they, it was like, man, I was like, whoa. That was right. a lot. Yeah, I, and yeah, and right. I, I was really trying to, you know, I was really, I was like, I hope he doesn't meow. I really do, because, ah, I don't know. Well, I'd, well still, do the, I'd still do the podcast if, if that's well, what listen, you do. Well, t- listen, tonight, no, I don't meow. I don't meow. I, do I have quirks? Maybe, maybe. But meowing's not one of them. Like, if I do, they're sort of like... Like, uh, you know, I'm not completely eccentric or anything like that, but I don't meow. No, no, I'm not. a. But I like I like that, you know, narrative. I like it in your head that you think I might meow when I get nervous. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good quirk. Um, so, so uh, I, I had a strange, uh, strange event here uh, this week. I am pretty sure uh, Friday uh, I went to the down to the gym. I was going to do my Schwitz thing, and uh, I, I was actually getting done. And uh, I'm sitting on the bench in the locker, and I'm just kind of gathering my stuff up, getting everything ready to go. And I see this guy walk by, uh, and he's he's well, he's about seven, eight, ten feet from me. And uh, the thing that I noticed about him was he had the really good 
Nike stuff on. I mean, he had the like the track pants that are like not the kind of track pants you, you go buy at Dick's Sporting Goods. These are like the 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 three steps above that Nike track pant thing going on. You know, like the special super deluxe slick edition that you you see in the magazines, that kind of thing. Yeah, that, that maybe an athlete, a prominent athlete, might have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like, like like I've never seen that on anyone before. You, you don't even you don't really, I, I don't think you they're even available in Iowa I see this stuff in occasionally in a, in a magazine or something like that and I, I happened to just see a Nike ad this week where and I looked I, there was something that popped up on online and I, I um, clicked Hello? on it or, or googled it or something because there was a, a jacket there that I thought that really looked great and I think it was about the 350 for, for the jacket and, uh, anyway so it was the high-end stuff and uh, same thing his, the shoes the the, the, the pants the, the the jacket everything is his bag Everything was was very cosmopolitan, very put together, very very perfect. And and the the guy turns around and um, he kind of glances down the aisle. He looked like he was looking for somebody, and he kind of glanced down the aisle. And I'm ninety nine percent sure that it was. Uh, Cal Penn, you know who that is? Cal Penn. Yeah, I do. I do. He worked for the Obama administration, and he's in uh, in uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Yes, yes. He's the, like, he. Cal Penn is the Indian guy, not the Korean guy, but the Indian guy, and he right. literally worked for the Obama administration for um, maybe a year. Right. And he's got a he's okay. So the uh, and I don't know. I, I I would need to find out what he looks like exactly like right now because the cow pen that I saw Friday, uh, <laughs> he, he had a beard. He had, he had basically a, a full beard. It's like a not real long beard, not like you know a, a hipster beard, but he, he had a full 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 facial hair. But it, it uh, but it was. I'm looking at it and he looked straight at me. And he had kind of a weird little smile too because I was like I did this. Where kind was of, this? Like, it was at the gym, and uh, like he'd been in and uh, worked out or something like that, or had. Uh, okay, so well, and, and he did. Does he live? Is he from Iowa? No, he's not. But here's what I'm thinking. Um, he's like you said. He was active in in the Obama administration, and we're in a. a, a everybody's you know throwing their hat in the ring now to run for for president and mm-hmm. right now there's a lot going on there's a lot of fundraising and a lot of uh, positioning and a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that's going on and with the state of Iowa being uh, first in uh, you know in the uh, right all that stuff all that hoo-ha for electing a president mm-hmm. we get people around here quite a bit and I'm thinking maybe he's here for some or was here for some I just, sort of yeah. take a look at your phone I just sent you a uh, Cal Penn with a beard is that a recent thing, then? I have no idea. I didn't check the date, but let me let me let me look here. Well, yeah, that's the guy I saw. I'm, I'm almost sure this has got to be him. And he had he, he kind of I I when okay so when he looks down the aisle, I looked and then I, I I had sort of had I think one of those dog looking at the doorknob sort of sideways expressions when I looked at him and he kind of smiled for just a second and then mm-hmm. you know spun on his heel and then he, was gone. Did he pat you on the head and say you're an idiot? Didn't he? Didn't I wish he would have? But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he uh, possibly. So I don't know. Maybe saw Cal Penn. Uh, where his look like? I, I, anyway, it's possible. Yeah, I, I'm googling him, and uh, and I'm googling uh, where was Cal Penn. I, no, Cal Cal Penn, Iowa politics, and uh, I went to news. I'm not finding anything here. Uh, I don't know. Um, actor Cal Penn helping. Dame, oh no, this is July 1st, 2018. Uh, how do you say Des Moines? Des, Des Moines? No. You say Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Des Moines. Yeah, Wait, there was something actor Cal Penn helping uh, Des Moines 
uh, school emphasis arts education that was in July. So, I mean, he's been to Iowa. He's been doing some stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know that he's into politics or doing a politics. I don't know. I know, I, I, yeah, I know he's into politics. It's just whether he's here now. Because there's been uh, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, she announced, uh, and there's a couple other people this weekend that all of a sudden everybody's like going, yep, I'm running. So because uh, Elizabeth Warren, she declared that she was running. So now everybody that's going to run has to say they're, I think they pretty mm-hmm. much, they're, they're at the point now where they've got to so jump, do you, jump in. I, I'm, I'm going to make a prediction that, you know, how in, in 2016 there were... Uh, there were, I think it was, I think it was as many as eighteen Republican candidates. There were about that many, yeah. and there were only three Democratic candidates, and and then it got down to two. I'm going to presume that we're going to have a field of uh, about six to fifteen, maybe not fifteen, but maybe closer to ten, twelve for the Democrats. I think we'll get that many. I think the reason we didn't have as many for the Democrats last time is because everybody knew Hillary had the fix on. Right, <laughs> they, right, right. They're right. like, ah, not shit we can do because she's uh, she's got all the super delegates, which uh, which was bullshit. But uh, yeah, so but I think you're right. I think there's going to be a whole bunch. Um, so and I, it's going to be interesting to see how it how it shapes up. But uh, yeah, there's for right now they're all over Iowa. Everybody's showing up to give speeches and show up for this and that and. Shaking hands and kissing babies like they do. Well, I guess that still works to some degree. But it's all basically at this point. I think it's mostly about positioning yourself with the uh, with the one percent that's paying the bills. So you you want to uh, if you can, you know, get the financial backing from whoever's whoever's writing those checks, whoever those people are. And I don't know. They're not. Uh, I don't hang with those people. They're not. Uh, they don't go to the to the club that I was at, the, the place I was working at, which is it was the YMCA is where I was at. That's where I think I saw him. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's not uh, it's not where those one percenters you would normally hang out, but it's uh, it's possible that he was there. I don't know. I did get um, I got back that night, and uh, so this is the kind of place where you got to bring your own your own towel. There's it's not fancy enough that they that they have towel service. They they used to, but uh, they, for whatever reason they you know I suppose cost or whatever they decided you know you gotta bring your own towel to this place so um i i got back from the gym on on um on friday and and rachel uh she was we kind of conversing up and down the stairs she was upstairs doing something and and, uh she was like you know you know you have these these conversations mary mary couples have these conversations i think john john michael craig probably has these with uh, with his ex-wife um but it's uh we have the the conversation about laundry the laundry conversation oh god uh, I just, I almost had another panic attack. Oh, so, uh, yeah, and I've had one of those recently. So I walk in, I walk in, and you can save that thought. I walk in, and she, she, you know, when we're doing this, she goes, "Throw your stuff." In, I've got a load in the washing machine. Throw your stuff in the washing machine, and she goes, and then right after that, she says, uh, "You didn't take one of the good towels, did you?" And I immediately, without even thinking about it, I just, I, I, no. I, you know, I, I, but the thing was, I, it's not that I was lying necessarily. I realized at that point, I don't know which one of the good towels. <laughs> I, I, was, I didn't, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to get into that whole conversation of, uh, we, we have good towels. Which ones are the good towels? You know, so Why I, wouldn't you be concerned that you took a good towel to, um, can, I, I don't know. I, I really, I'm, I'm not sure. 
I'm you sorry know, to have another fucking panic she, Well, because she's probably afraid it's going to get some sort of, uh, you know, uh, fungal thing from the gym, you know, where everybody's going to end up with uh, toe fungus because I took a, a good towel to the gym. And, and why, why it would matter, I don't know. But uh, I just, I was like, I was trying to think of good towel, good towel, good towel. And I, then I was trying to think of what towel I had. And I was like, and then I, and then I was running through these scenarios in my head about, would you know what would the good towel be? Did we, I was trying to. I was like, okay, did we go to Bed Bath and Beyond? Did we buy some really expensive towels? I don't remember this. I think I would remember this because I probably because it's your favorite place to shop. I probably would have remembered that and I would have you know tried to come up with the story. She but she probably bought the towels uh, in lieu of, or away from me when I was not around. Um, but uh, I maybe there's some sort of uh, fair trade cloth or something. I don't fucking know. Why should there be good towels and bad towels? I don't, well, I, there there are good towels and bad towels, and I don't typically have good towels, and 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 the, they're they're the ones that are bigger, they're they're more comfy, they're the the fabric is softer. Which is the one I'm? Of course, I'm going to grab. <laughs> of course, and you should. I mean, you know. And then there's like the ratty fucking white trash towels. They're really thin, fucked up towels. They get ripped, but you keep them anyway. Gym towels, you call those? You know, I don't those know. Those? I mean, just yeah. like we have, like the the the. Uh, uh, she probably thinks I should take the, uh, and I didn't. Like I said I. I communication is not my best suit i should have just said which towel did you want me to take um and maybe she thinks like the swimming pool type towels you know those beach towels you know mm. the, that kind of thing is maybe that's what she wants me to go instead of leaving with something like you said that's more luxurious because we do have those yeah i think what i think i'm going to send you some uh 20 off bed bath and beyond coupons and then so I can go uh, buy the 10 or maybe i'll just fucking go out and just buy some good towels and just send them your way and that, that'll be your stash <laughs> and then that'll be a whole thing and be like you that Rachel will be like, do, do you have your own good towels? What are you hiding from me? Yes, I got my own good towels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, Cal Penn and I have been having a thing. I don't know, <laughs> he's here. Cal likes just... me in the good towel. <laughs> he likes to see me. He's, he's, he smiled at me. <laughs> he smirked a little bit. Thought he said, I like your then towel. We went, yeah, then we went to White Castle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like your towel. Yeah. I, I also, hey, I wanted to give a shout out to somebody. Um, <laughs> We're doing shout-outs now? I'm doing a shout-out. No, I listen to Before, you and I were talking about podcasts, uh, stuff offline that we mm-hmm. occasionally will get in these conversations about stuff we're listening to and whatever. Yeah, but I did roll across one uh, this week that uh, I did listen to uh, mostly. They had, they had an episode that was uh, one hour and 38 minutes long. Uh, I listened to most uh. of an episode. So that's quite a, quite a, quite a, quite yeah. a lot of listening. Yeah. To an independent podcast, just yep. two guys, two knuckleheads, uh, and what what uh, drew me into it was the fact that the guy said uh, something about uh, something online. He said something about that they had to pick a category. Uh, so they, uh, you know, when you register your podcast, they they, they have these categories. That, okay, and so you know, a lot of times you look at it, and you go, well, we're not. We're not, uh, you know, parenting. We're not family entertainment. We're not, you know, they've got these goofy categories. And uh, so he said, we, you know, we, we, we're not stand-up guys. We're not trying to have a stand-up career, but we pick comedy because every once in a while you might laugh. So anyway, but... <laughs> <laughs> the bar is which, low. Yeah, yeah, which which yeah. I, and that's what yeah. I liked about it. The bar was low, uh, and it sounded like us. <laughs> so I, I do the same thing. I get it. Yeah. So uh, it is called uh, Straight from the Sack. Straight from the Sack. Gross. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's like I, finger bang. 
Gross. <laughs> Fuck those I saw, guys. I saw the title and I went sack. I was like, okay, so your brain went where mine did. Sack actually would be uh, um, whatever it would be like. I want uh, to sack kick them in the sack. I know. <laughs> Fuck those guys. And I wonder, yeah, how hard they went for that. But uh, it's cul de sac. Is sack straight from the sack? Cul de sac. <laughs> <laughs> it's two guys that live next door to each other, apparently, on a cul-de-sac. I don't know what city they live in, but they were talking about... They talked about beer and barbecue and scratching their ass and stuff like that. And it's, it's, uh, like I said, I listened to it for quite a while, but uh, straight from the sack. No, that's straight? Straight from the sack. I thought from it was... the sack. S-A-C. Yeah. S-A-C. Yeah. yeah, I see these fucking guys. Yeah. Okay. It, wow, they've got 40 fucking ratings? They have got a lot 40 of ratings. fucking ratings. Yeah. How many yeah, friends yeah. live in this fucking sack? I don't know. Five I, stars. I think, oh, I'm, oh, I'm not sure where they're hey, from. Does it say where they're hey, from? I read a lot. Hey, we're Adam and Ethan, close friends and next door neighbors. Oh, yeah? I haven't even fucking met my fucking podcast co-host. He thinks that when I cower in a fucking closet that I meow like a fucking cat, okay? We're neighbors, like yeah? A, you have like fucking brewskis together? Fuck these guys. Uh, yeah, so. Re- regardless of our different backgrounds and life experiences to this point, we often find common ground on a variety of topics. These conversations have been going on for years, so we decided to add a microphone recorded weekly often with guests from our cul-de-sac there's no space or hyphens in cul-de-sac and i've never seen it written that way Um, they have 46 episodes i'm real curious about this guy wow look at this yo and 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 they have been uh um two dope queens you might also like i'm always fascinated by like what you may you might also like the joe rogan serial and s town so i don't know how those those works but uh yeah 41 episodes all right so i did like i said the one episode was an hour and 38 minutes uh, which uh, i have a sometimes short attention span and but i got through a lot of it i have to say i do like their artwork straight from the sack and then uh, yeah. someone did like a little digital art graphics thing with a pretty cool microphone in the middle and the two of them one on the right one on the left yeah yeah um oh shit uh, yeah i'll check that out. I, I i'm not a good listener i know but uh yeah. <laughs> so i'm not saying you, you should or you, you should have to but uh, okay so how did you I, find them uh i they were they posted something on reddit and they were actually talking about uh, some uh mm-hmm. promotion cool. stuff that they were doing and i uh, found it interesting just, which one did, so the, here's one where the uh the episode uh 41 the most recent no maybe it's i don't know see all oh, i gotta go sorry i fucking hate apple podcasts how the fuck do you do this all episodes anyway episode 41 uh, November twentieth, two thousand eighteen. Uh, pellet grills, transgender disclosures, migrant caravans, and more. What's it's not the one about? I listened to. It's I, two I hours and fifteen minutes. I listened to forty-five, most of forty-five, which is ain't shit with Dre. I don't remember Dre. Being they have a Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. We haven't done that yet. Well, how much do they got? Does it say what they've got? Do um, I, if I click on Patreon, does it show I'm, like their so earnings? Some, some. If, it depends on how they got it set up. Uh, they, they have, have eight, 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 eight patrons. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Sometimes you'll see a figure. Hey, sha- sack shout out three dollars. We just gave them a fucking shout out. Oh, they would give us a shout out. 
So $3 or more per month, get a shout-out at the start of one episode and two free canned koozies with the podcast logo. They got koozies. I like the koozie. You really? Do you want to start giving? I don't want... Listen, I want to be like Howard Stern here. Let's not fucking put stickers. I want stickers. (laughs) I I, I think stickers. Uh, uh, What else could we do? We could do nice towels. Face tattoos. (laughs) Face tattoos, nice towels. Sack supporter, five dollars a month. Sack shout out plus. We'll send you two free canned koozies with the podcast logo. Mention you in an episode and promote any business, charity, social media accounts you want. Um, and that's it. Yeah. All right. So I'm know. not giving. I'm not. I'm not donating to Patreon, but I'll give them a shout out. That's going to come underneath it. So um, did did I bring up something with the laundry? Did that did, did that summon a a uh, bad feeling to you? Um, yes, it did. Um. And you don't As want a matter of fact, uh, no, I don't mind going there at all. Um, okay. Let's see. Um, my ex-wife will never listen to this podcast. Um, she doesn't even like talking to me, <laughs> but she is my <laughs> landlord on weekends. Um, okay. okay. So she texted me from Kylie's phone. There was a moment where let me find this fucking text because uh, oh, she texted Kylie. Kylie. So it, it came out of nowhere. Um, this text. I got to go back a little bit and. And it was like, so I, I kind of knew that my ex-wife's um, phone wasn't working, and I was texting Kylie. Everything was fine. Man, this guy got to go too, way too far back. But it is it is the laundry thing, but we don't prep, so. <laughs> oh, here it is. Here it is. So, <laughs> so this was, uh, i got to find what day it was. And, and so Kylie and I are texting. So I asked Kylie, this is about homework. This is about a week and a half ago. Do you have the assignment explanation in writing? She's like, kinda. If you do, will you please send it to me? She writes, yes. She's like, I'm like, thank you. Sooner than later, please. That was at 5.57. About an hour later, at 6.52 p.m., from Kylie's account. Was that a cop? Was that you or me? That's probably your, me. Yeah, it's yeah, your okay. cop. Yeah, the cop's in the closet, too. <laughs> looking for the cat um so this is from kylie 652 please do not leave clean laundry in the basement 652 you don't have to fold it or bring it up to my bedroom 653 but when you take it out of the dryer and leave it in the basement it ends up smelling musty 654 i know that i have talked to you about this before now i'm at work right this is during the week I said, I need to put it back in the dryer. Oh, no, this must have been on a weekend, and I just didn't get a chance. I was doing laundry. She's like, can you please remember? I said, I do remember. No, not okay. 6.54. Is this Andrea? <laughs> like, like you know, Somehow I think that Kylie's texting me on behalf of her mom. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, do not take my clothes out of the dryer if they are not dry so that you can dry your own. 6.54. 6.55. What's Cameron's? Oh, this was the night that I took Cameron to get a get a haircut. Um, oh, this must have been during the break. What's Cameron's blood sugar? And then we got into a whole fight about Cameron's blood sugar being high and you need to pay closer attention. So she was like scolding me every step of the way. But the laundry thing is a big deal. And, and it happens all the time because, uh, you know, I'm in the pool house. She's in the house. She works full time Monday through Friday in Manhattan. So for her, the weekend is a time to catch up on laundry and do laundry. And she won't allow me to do even the kids' laundry. 
So even though when the kids were with me and I was leaving my own apartment, I could do with their laundry, but now she doesn't want me touching their laundry except maybe to fold it if it's dry. But she doesn't want me like displacing her laundry, their laundry, and leaving it in the basement. It's a whole thing. And so it's, it, I did laundry this weekend. It's one of the reasons that I got a late start today because she was doing laundry on Saturday and I'm doing it on Sunday. But she didn't finish right away. So it's a whole bag. And I'm afraid to touch her laundry. It's so sucks. Like when I'm married, there's nothing good about it. All right. It's almost like though. It's almost like you know, like it's almost like you're married. Almost. It's. it's he, we haven't had sex in uh, she and I. I mean, I mean, we may have had sex with other people, but we haven't had sex with one another probably since 2012. It's possible there was some sex in 2013, but uh, probably not. So it could have been a good year before we got separated that we had sex, right? So, and even so. She and I have more sex now than most married couples have. That's all I'm saying. That's not true. <laughs> I made that up. Yelling fuck you at her doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, so you, you uh, how does, I mean, how do you get into the cycle then if you need, if you need something done and there's all this, this laundry activity going on and you're not touching things, how do you, how do you, well, I, you I can, t- I in? can, I, uh, it's tough. I can't turn over laundry. Like if she has something in the washer, I can't necessarily put that in the dryer because I don't know which cycle she wants it on. If it's if she has laundry in the dryer and it's not dry and I've like just opened it up and didn't realize to turn it off, it's one of those newer ones that have presettings. And if I yeah, and that's what happened that one time. I took I was like fuck. I don't know what the setting is, and I was afraid to like dry it again because I've over dried her good towels. You know what I mean? It's, uh, oh, okay. Or whatever. There's there's, there's some things that are more dry. delicate. I don't too dry. Know. See, I think a lot of those those settings are they're they're, they're just, bullshit. They're, they're bullshit. They're, they're just, nonsense. Yeah, they they yeah. are complete nonsense. It's uh-huh. like it's like the blender. It's like the whatever the the three hundred dollar blender with eight eighty seven buttons on it, and generally you hit the one. You hit the one button, and, and you know, boom, you got your frappy, uh, your frappe cola mate latte or whatever. Um, well, I, I swear yeah. by the expensive blender, the the, um, yeah, the, the Vitamix. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't have a lot of buttons. But, it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. But I get you. Feel you. Yeah, there's probably you probably got a favorite button on the Vitamix. I would, I would, I would think probably. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I would guess. yeah, it's the finger bang button. I got to stop with that. I, <laughs> uh, Douchebag. Yeah, and I wasn't sure whether I should say that ever again after. No, it, sure it's fine. It, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I texted you that there was a little bit of an issue. You know, um, my yeah. my worst fear was met. And Which, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, uh, we come up with these, you know, we had the F word and then we had the R word. And the C word. And the C word. C <laughs> word and now we're going to have the FB, the FB word. Then we can't uh, say that. I, I just, I do hate the expression. But sometimes I just sort of I embrace the things that I hate, just like myself. <laughs> I have no choice. I'm stuck with me, stuck with you, and and uh, yeah. Yeah, finger banging. Uh, but there, I said it. I went ahead. I went ahead. So, so you haven't been you haven't been drinking since October thirty first. Uh, I have not drank since October thirty first. Any particular uh, reason? Just like nah, not feeling it. Just cool. 
Well, the first month was, uh, I, you know, I was basically I did, was going to do the uh, sober October thing, uh, which right. is, and I didn't get it through that, so I thought I'll just do it in November. Um, I had uh, not necessarily a, a reason of, well, sort of. Okay, so with the, with the, uh, I'd been going through the stuff with the with my heart, and I had had a. Um, uh, cardio version, uh, which is uh, this thing where they they have to shock your your heart to go back into rhythm. Uh, I had I'd had the uh, a, a couple of these different procedures that had been done, and uh, I thought uh, I would just chill for a while. I guess is basically what I was what I was wanting to do for the most part was just kind of. Uh, just, just give it a break, and and not that I was like drinking a lot or anything, because I, you know, it's like two beers, three beers, possibly on a really wackadoodle kind of night. Um, it might be something like, them, you know, in that range. But uh, I just thought I'll, I'll just go for the November thing. And when I got through November, I thought no, that wasn't that bad. It was and it really didn't make a. It was it was doable. So now I've got two months in, and then when I get to two, I thought uh, let's see where this goes. So um, I don't know. Um, I am going to, uh, speaking of the uh, uh, heart stuff, I have a, um, I'm going to do another procedure with that, um, with the... Uh, I the kickstart your heart thing? Uh, well, okay, so the, the whole issue is that I've had this thing called atrial fibrillation, which is uh, Ill, uh, illegal, I was going to say illegal, irregular, and I'm not even drinking, uh, irregular heartbeat, and uh, they are trying to uh, correct that, and they've uh, used a variety of uh, methods to try to get that done. Um, when it goes out of rhythm, they do something, a lot of times it's called a cardioversion, which is basically the putting the paddles on you and, and shocking you back into rhythm. They knock you out when they do that. Uh, I uh, have been in the uh, pretty much in regular rhythm since I had uh, a couple of uh, these uh, things that these procedures done. They're, they're called ablations, which is where they burn the inside of your heart. I've talked about God, this on here a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you, you have. And it, every time you yeah. say it, it's. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so they've gone through in twice and have uh, burned the inside of my heart with a laser thing, which is called, called a ablation procedure. Right. And uh, that's done the job pretty well. And I've been. For the most part, I've been in rhythm, except uh, they have noticed uh, when they've done some uh, testing stuff that the uh, electrical circuitry that runs through your heart, your heart is basically a big electrical circuit, and um, they know that it's not uh, where it's supposed to be yet, even though I am in uh, in uh, normal rhythm right now. Um, it still needs to probably be fixed, because at some point, it's probably going to go back out. And so I'm going to go back in on Friday, and I'm going to let them. Uh, I'm going to do another procedure, which is a little more complicated. And this time, instead of going on the inside of the heart, scarring the inside of the heart, um, I'm going to have a procedure done where they actually scar the outside, the back outside of my heart. Which um, you ask, how do they do that? Well, they uh, put a little incision below your uh, about a two-inch incision underneath your, uh, but right underneath your uh, your sternum, basically at the bottom of your sternum. Mm -hmm. uh, Two inch incision there, and they put a tube in you and uh, go into the uh, up underneath the back side of your heart and burn the back side of your heart uh, with a laser on the on the outside of your heart is what's going to go on this time. So I'm um, having that done Friday of this week. Do they knock you out for that? I guess. Fuck yeah! That would be great, Because I don't think I could handle that. That'd be like being a I'd start meowing. I'd be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. they they call it minimal, minimally invasive. Uh, and, <laughs> it's you know, very invasive. 
the uh, the uh, maximally maximally the other way that you know the other ablations yeah, I had I done the, the, mm-hmm. the, they go up through your leg with that and the, you know that's a you know <laughs> small little slit they put in and go boom in there and uh, doing what they're doing so it's, uh, this is a little more involved than that so yeah they knock you out it's but it's wow. about a, uh, the they say it's about an hour and a half two hour procedure and um, after that it's uh, just a matter of uh, recovering. Are there are there any? Uh, I guess there's a risk anytime they do anything, but there is a risk anytime you go in the hospital. Uh, anytime yeah. you walk in the hospital doors, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, you know. So I would guess the bigger risks, uh, like I said, going into a hospital are probably things like infections and stuff like that that uh, could happen. Uh, it's possible that, that um, something could, uh, you know, they could uh, nick something that they're not supposed to when they when they're. Uh, doing something like that those are very uh you know very isolated uh, uh, cases of when something like that happens but uh when you're uh, you're in a situation in a hospital yeah they can always they can always there's always, there's always a risk uh, so it's like i said it's considered uh, you know for this type of thing it's considered it's still in the category of minim- minimally invasive uh and when they say that they uh, when the doctors say that they say it and they kind of smile and shake their heads a little bit like well, yeah this we're still going to put a hole in you and burn the outside of your heart so uh yeah most people would feel do, that's an, an invasion do, do you feel <laughs> yeah, i would think so do you feel anything like after like did you have this particular thing done once before uh i've had the ablation procedures done but not this uh, but the not burning this of the one, outside not, not the outside i've had the okay, inside I, done i am curious to know like well when they did the other one uh, did you feel did you feel anything like I was knocked out for both of those. But, but when you came to, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, uh, I've had you know, surgery, I, I been recovered knocked out, per- and then I'm like, oh, that hurts. Yeah, I recovered pretty quickly from it, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, you know, the, the 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 first two times, yeah, it was, uh, I, I felt pretty good, well, like in a day or so. I mean, the biggest uh, side effect of those two times was um, that uh, you're, you know, you've been knocked out for uh, those, both of those procedures were like five or six hours. And when you're under anesthesia like that, and they, they make you stay overnight in the hospital one night. And, uh, you know, it was tired and a little bit, a uh, little bit sore-ish, but not, not much. I, it was actually not, it, it went pretty well, so. This should. Uh, this has got a pretty, really high success rate for this kind of type of thing, and it will keep me out of the, uh, out of the, uh, out of the room where they bring out the paddles for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for hopefully, you, possibly for good. But do you think thing. you'll start drinking again on Saturday? Uh, no, I don't think Saturday. Okay. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I will. Uh, yeah, I, I think it'll keep me from drinking a little while longer. I'm not saying I'm not going to drink ever again. I will, but uh, this will delay it a while yet. I'm drinking right now. What are you having right now? I'm having a beer. I'm having a Sam Adams, uh, Sam Adams, cold snap. Cold snap. Old snap. It's a cold snap. White ale with spices. Oh yeah, I think I've had that before. White ale with spices, five point three percent alcohol by volume. I don't know. I don't even know why I got it. I was like, I, I don't know. I was like, I'll try that. I like white ales. Sam Adams does a good job with with uh, pretty much everything they do. I think a lot of times people for, forget because there's so many other you know more trendy type, That's right. type beers around. Yeah. But, uh, they were the new kid on the block twenty uh, something years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I read somewhere at one point they were the. I think this is probably still true. I think they are um, the top selling American brewery now because 
I think I heard that independent, right? <clears throat> no, just overall American really? brewery. Yeah, because there aren't any big American breweries anymore. All the uh, ones that you would think of as an American beer, all the you know the you know, Miller products, all the Budweiser products, all that stuff. That's none of those are American beers anymore. They're all they, some of them are <clears throat> like Budweiser's made in America, like in St. Louis, Missouri. But the company is not when they say American American owned. I guess is basically what they're saying. Budweiser is not an American owned com- company. So, uh, and they would be They're not? the biggest. Oh, that's right. They were acquired by a... I don't know who owns them. But, non-American uh, company. There's, there's one company, InBev, I think, that owns, uh, or something like that, that owns... Uh, I don't know. You, you could Google that and figure it out exactly what it is. But, uh, yeah. Those uh, those big breweries aren't... Uh, they're owned by uh, international corporations now. Google, who owns Budweiser? Who owns... Let's do this. Budweiser... Just to take a look and see. And a Belgian Belgian brewer InBev, that's who it is, acquired Anheuser-Busch in 2008. So it's a Belgian company that has America on its cans. <laughs> yeah, and Miller, I don't know that. Miller, let's see. What's it say here? All the beer you drink is owned by one company. That means that rival brewers like Budweiser and Miller Lite would be sold by the same company. AB InBev owns a lot of that stuff. Sounds like you just hit your bottle on the I did. I did on the table on the little, yeah. I was trying to find a place for it that's not where my microphone is. Yeah, so yeah, it looks like uh, SAB Miller makes Peroni Line, Google's better, better. Yeah, I don't know. So a lot of these, basically all these beers are owned by one company, and it's not American. Huh, I didn't really, I guess. Uh, I kind of knew that about Budweiser. I kind of knew that. I knew Budweiser, but I was thinking that Miller was owned by somebody else. But, uh, interesting. Yeah, so. so yeah, I had a conversation with a woman that I've been talking to on a dating app. Now her name is Cat K A T. Another cat, different yeah. Cat. She's a creative director at her own company, and uh, we've been talking for months now. And uh, she's a little bit older than me. I'm 47. She's 53. She's divorced with a teenager, and uh, she's like, uh, "Oh, hi. Rough day. Ended a long week. Considered chilling on the sofa, but went to an opening instead. Blah blah blah." What are you up to? And I wrote, I'm sitting on the couch drinking a beer and dozing. And, and now that that happened to be the night this past Friday night when when Cat, my roommate Cat, not her actual cats, came in with Steve and they grabbed Scrabble, right? So fuck you, Steve. And uh, anyway, and then she asked the question, Are you a lager type or an IPA? Obviously, wheat beer is a deal breaker. <laughs> Now I happen I actually had a um I think a blue moon honey wheat. Alright, I like blue moon, but I, I ended up getting that. I didn't drink that, I didn't mention that to her. And then I I prefer lager. To me IPA tastes like a new carpet smells, which I've always stood by that. I don't like IPAs. <laughs> I never have. I don't get it. It's like I don't like I'm not uh, saying it's like the people that drink IPA actually don't like it and they're just being fucking pretentious. Uh, but we had a little discussion. Then there was more to this thing. Uh, she said, um, uh, "I said the real answer is I like wheat beer." And then I wrote a deal breaker question mark. 
Ha, okay, the great thing about it is uh, we all have deal breakers until they aren't. I said, I suppose. She said, that's me trying to be positive. We, we, we discussed this longer. Uh, she said, uh, with your other side. She's like, I hear you. Well, maybe for discussion over large, uh, lager for you, IPA for me. I said, I'd gladly do that or have my favorite, my favorite, Jägermeister. <laughs> that's a joke. Jägermeister and a Red Bull. She's like, with a splash of Midori. She, she actually laughed out loud for that. So, you see, but then what ends up happening with these dating apps is after that, it's like you have that moment, and then you can't even come close to matching that in real life. just doesn't yeah. work. Because it's, it's different. gone, huh? Yeah, just, just sort of. It's like a back and forth. And her deal breaker was, because I was talking about my deal breakers without talking about them. You know, live in my ex-wife's pool house. We argue over laundry. You know, you know, I, I I live in Brooklyn during you know during the week with a 31 year old woman who has the same name as you. Like all kinds of things. She, she actually has a company with her ex-husband and father of her child. So, you so know. they get along just like you. Yeah, would. but to me, that's that's I I don't have any issue with that. That that's meaningless. That's not threatening to me. When you're when you get into a relationship, no matter when you get into the relationship, is like that thing that you have it's not baggage that's your story before it's only a problem if you get into a relationship with someone and then they're with that person they're doing things and that's a whole other thing and then you're like i don't want any part of that but you know it's fine if you have an adult relationship with your former partner you know i got no problem with that but we have to be advanced you're, you're very advanced you're an advanced kind of guy and then, I don't know. Everything is, uh, sucks. I went to the so, mall today. That sucked. You went to a mall? Yeah. Big pretzel? Did you get a big pretzel? No, I, I got Shake Shack. <laughs> How was that? I went to Shake Shack. Danny Meyer, he's a uh, New York restaurateur. Uh, he's got a, a Blue Smoke, uh, Blue Water Grill. He's got a bunch of places. Maybe he doesn't have Blue Water Grill. but And he opened up Shake Shack, which is good burgers, fries, and shakes that's my uh, phone that went totally uh yeah boom yeah but anyway it, it, it's a good place they opened up at the staten island mall that's where i grew up staten island and uh staten island is the worst place on earth and uh malls are awful as well but somehow the staten island mall is pretty good you know it's a it's a decent mall they've done it they're doing it fairly well because the market is right for it, but uh, but finding parking, getting places, it's just awful. I went into a Raymore and Flanagan. Do you even know what that is? Uh, no, I do not. It's it's a it's like a furniture and mattress store. And I, I was meeting uh, Kylie, and I went to Staten Island, and we were meeting my sister, uh, her baby dada, and the and my nephew, and I don't know. They were shopping for like a, a couch or something. And we went in there, and the thing is, it was like every person that we passed that worked there, and there may have been more people working there than customers, would be like, they introduced themselves, and like, they just were like, can I help you? And then uh, I just ignored them. I was like, no, I'm just trying to meet family. I mean, no one in particular. I just did 23andMe, and I'm just, I heard that some of them were from Staten Island, so I'm just hoping they're here, you know, and... But they were every single person that you pass, and like they give you their cart because they're working on commission. They might not be getting paid much of anything other than minimum wage, you know. It was right. sad, right? Yeah, but it was a. I was very. I was way too bent out of shape and angry about being at a mall and cursing a lot. And then Kylie, 
was uh, mimicking me. So, so she said, fuck, just as much. I didn't say finger bang, though. I didn't say that. Yeah, exactly. So tonight on the television, final episode of, I don't know what season this is, Ray Donovan. i got to watch that. got to check out the final Ray Donovan. What is this, season six? Six or seven or something like that. Somewhere in that range. I watched the first season, maybe. Yeah. Also, uh, starting tonight, uh, season, I think it's season three, looks really uh, quite like it's going to be good, is uh, HBO True Detective is going to be starting. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who, what's that actor's name? Is that the guy from Moonlight? It's the black dude from, yeah, is it Moonlight? Yeah. He's, he's yeah, I like yeah, him. Yeah, he, he, um, he played the mother's, like, boyfriend drug dealer guy. He was good, actually. That was, he was one of the few good things about Moonlight. I think he was on uh, House of Cards maybe early, too. Huh. I think he had some kind of a role there. I've seen I, it a few I haven't seen uh, True Detective. I've not watched any of it. Season one is great. Season two, I guess, uh, sucked. But uh, they had Colin Farrell in season two, and I guess that wasn't very good. But uh, season one was really quite amazing, quite good. Quite good. And Mr. Uh, Mr. Your, uh, Lincoln, your Lincoln guy. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Oh right, 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 right. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew yeah, yeah. McConaughey. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I think it's January 20th. Maybe is the uh, is crashing. That's you know, the HBO comedy series that really captures stand up comedy and what that is better than I think anything else does. Was there a season one of that? Have I seen part of that? Yeah, there are three seasons. This is this will be the third season. So uh, yeah. the guy's name is Pete Holmes. Yeah, yeah, I think I've seen at least one of those. I don't know, which I enjoyed. I don't know why I didn't go back to it, but yeah, I'm not sure. There's a Showtime series that's starting as well um, on that same day that looked like it might be pretty good, but I can't remember what it is. Don't know. I, I haven't really watched... Uh, I'm trying to think what all of a sudden... Oh, yeah, there is that thing on Showtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot what it's called. Watch. Yeah, I don't know either. Couldn't tell you. And Game of Thrones is coming up pretty soon. Oh, I guess that's always what I'm so behind. Ago. I watched the first episode. I fell asleep. And I never watched again. You got only 67 episodes in to watch to get caught up. Uh, but, and well, see, uh, apparently, apparently season four, everybody dies except the little person. They all die. It's like the, <laughs> their very first episode. It's like the, the killing starts. Uh, they, 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 nobody is safe uh, in uh, in that, that that show. It's just yeah. And I found out that the guy that uh, the uh, what's it, whatever the guy's name is George R R Martin, the writer. Uh, I didn't realize this, but um, I found out that he uh, used to live in Iowa. He lived in uh, Dubuque, Iowa, which is a ways uh, it's on the eastern border, a ways east of where I live. And uh, when he was at De- in Dubuque, Dubuque's uh, a Mississippi River town, and it's got a real big bluff that overlooks the Mississippi that's very prominent in town. And uh, he uh, wasn't uh, fond very much, I guess, of the weather in Dubuque and uh, the w- the wall, the big cliff that's in Dubuque that planted the seed for him to start writing the book about uh, the, the first book about uh, the Game of Thrones books and uh, it, the, basically the wall is a um, it's a metaphor for the hill of Dubuque <laughs> which <laughs> is strange when you know where Dubuque is and you've been through there a lot and you start thinking about that wall and the wall and Game of Thrones which it was coming down on the last episode. It was uh, the wall was in trouble uh, when the, that's where they ended it last time. So we got to find out what's going on with all those White Walkers. We got to find out. 
Do they have White Walker privilege or are they just regular White Walkers? I don't know. I'm not sure. We're going to find out. It's coming up. It's really got like six or seven episodes. And I don't know if it ends or if he's still writing shit. I don't know. I'll keep up with it. So you're headed off uh, to to do what this week? What's what's going on this week with John Michael? Carter? Same as it, same as it ever was. Um, I've got um, this is. I think I have four weeks left of this show. Um, the first week back from after you know Christmas and New Year's was it flew by. I worked seventy six hours last week. Have we said? Have you been able? Or I don't know. For a while, I thought we were not saying what show. It was. Oh no, I can say what the show is. No, no, oh, I totally right. can. Uh, so. The show is called The Village. It has nothing to do with M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong, the guy who just uh, directed uh, Glass, a uh, sequel to uh, Unbreakable. What the fuck were those two movies? I don't know. The one with uh, Bruce Willis and uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. Um, It's a... uh, So it's uh, an ensemble cast... Roughly about 10 main characters who all live in a fictionalized Brooklyn apartment complex in a fictionalized Brooklyn neighborhood. And, uh, you know, it just follows their lives and their stories. And so the pilot was shot in March. I didn't work on the pilot. So the pilot was picked up and they ordered nine more episodes. So it's a total of 10 episodes. So there's a show on NBC called This Is Us. I don't know if mm-hmm. you've ever heard of it. Uh, that I've heard of, yeah. All right, I've heard of it as well. I've never seen it. I don't know much about it. I know I'm fairly confident that there's a Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore, like the pop star, she's in it. Mm-hmm. And then there's that Ventimiglo guy. I don't know. I don't know. I know what the actor looks like. I kind of know his name, but I can't pronounce it, can't spell it. But uh, beyond that, I don't know very little about it. That so show... Mm-hmm. When you event of the whatever his name is, he's on the show that you were we were working on. Not that I'm working on. He's on no. This Is Us. He's so on This Is Us. This okay. Is Us is an ensemble cast. It's like you know dramatic. Like everyone's lives are intertwined. But I think it's a family. I think it takes place in L.A. But I'm not sure. And I've talked to some friends about it, and they say uh, I've seen some friends on Facebook post about it. I talked to someone who said my friend's wife uh, said that she liked the show at first, but then she couldn't. It was too too much. It was too dramatic, and like I can't. She was getting um, no, she got to walk away from it. Now that's the same friend that wanted me to take her photograph, like a, a he- professional headshot for her, right. but uh, she's always putting it off because she feels like she's gained too much weight, and she's like, "Well, I just I just got rid of my like Trump twenty. And I literally laughed out loud because she, (laughs) I was like, I said, you know, she's she's an intelligent woman. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, seriously, you're going to blame fucking Trump for your fucking weight gain? Fucking stop eating. Like, honestly, I'm not a Trump guy. I fucking hate that fucking self-absorbed fucking prick. But you're going to blame, are you, are you fucking, like, it is so e- I I laughed so hard and I told her I couldn't get past it and she wouldn't stop. I'm like are you for re- you're an educated woman you are you I I haven't lost my Trump no okay I understand when you go to college the freshman fucking 15 where you fucking start drinking beer because your parents aren't there and you're fucking eating fucking fried foods and fucking taking advantage of the fucking meal plan and just getting fucking mozzarella sticks and bullshit like that okay the trump 20 really he made what did he do force you to fucking eat a whole bag of doritos 
and fucking Twinkies? You fuck you. I have anxiety, John. Meow. <laughs> I know. You just start meowing like a cat. It's all fucking good. And then you start walk out of the closet and you're good. Eat cat food. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so 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 the show, the uh, um, this is us, is a very popular show. And people are, you know, very emotional about it. They take it very seriously. So the last three episodes of This Is Us, our first three episodes, air. So This Is Us will be on, I think, I believe, on Tuesday nights. And our show uh, at 9 o'clock. And our show, that's not my show, but the show that I work on will air at 10 o'clock. So, so follow, your, March 7th, the 20th, the 27th, right? So the lead-in will be This lead Is in, Us. Lead in, and lead it in. will culminate with the finale, the season finale of This Is Us. And then see episodes, since it's a total of 10 episodes, episodes 4 through 10 will now take the slot of, after that's over, of This Is Us at 9 o'clock. And the hope and the goal is that the This Is Us um, audience will start watching The Village. Um, and so it's, it's, uh, I don't know much about it because I don't get a script. I'm fucking driving people. I drive in a van. I get people from point A to point A to point B. That's all I do. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we talk.